As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I have the pleasure of interviewing Miss Camille Walton here for the Engineer Your Success podcast. Camille, how are you doing today? I'm great. So how are you doing, James? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I want to thank you again for agreeing to this interview. I'm really looking forward to people getting to know a little bit more about you and your journey. Uh, For those of you who want to really deep dive more information, her bio is listed in the show notes. But uh, Camille and I knew each other from undergrad many, many years ago at the great institution of higher learning, North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, Aggie Pride. And I guess what they say now, Camille, is that Aggies do. We sure do. Um, So, Camille, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, James, I am, as you mentioned, I'm an Aggie. So I'm originally from Indiana and I decided I wanted to go to HBCU. I needed to get away from home. And I started off, I don't know if you know this, I started off in architectural engineering. Uh, And so, and because A&T was ranked and I went there and I was like, oh, this is my school. It felt like home. And then I got into architectural engineering and I remember the end of my freshman year, you had to do a project Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they were evaluating both your design and all this other stuff. And I remember the instructor were acting like clients and they kept changing um, the requirements for the building. And at that moment, I realized that I only wanted to design for myself. I was not client facing. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, what do you mean you don't want windows? And so um, so that's when I made the switch into civil engineering, okay. uh, which is where I met you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the engineering thing for a while. When I graduated, it was a recession. So I got an interesting job. I worked for a utility company and I hit a glass ceiling in terms of an engineering ceiling. Okay quickly, whereas I couldn't move up in the, in the organization unless I had an MBA. And so I was like, well, forget this. And so they wanted me to go back part-time and I was like, nope. So I went back full-time and I went to Duke. And so from Duke, you know, great experience came out, did consulting where I ran into you again. And then from there, I did a lot of different things. So I was that person who could never really decide what I wanted to do when I grew up. Uh, So I went into marketing. I did consumer marketing. Then I did marketing for medical devices. And then marketing went into all kind of clicks and likes and kind of what we're doing now, a lot of videos. And that wasn't my thing. So I decided to go into training and development. Um, but I made a detour along the way and I started doing career coaching. So that's kind of where I am right now. So I'm doing okay. a lot of career coaching. I'm also doing a lot of facilitating. So I do a lot of webinars and, and teaching people online, doing whatever they need. I can kind of teach a little bit of everything. So okay. that's where I am. That is cool. Um, you know, for those of you that don't know and you wouldn't know that Camille was one of the absolute smartest people that I ever met and that I knew. You know, and, and I would look at, you know, I know Camille is going to get an A on this topic, so I need to study. So even then, you were helped driving people towards success. And so I, I imagine with the career coaching that things are starting to pick up some. Uh, you know, you have this thing with the Great Recession. People are leaving their jobs or looking for looking to get better balance 
in terms of work balance or their work situation. How's that been going for you? Um, it's been really good. And so things slowed down a little bit, like the pandemic first hit and it was really, really busy. And then it slowed down because nobody knew what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it picked back up again, but you can see the difference in terms of what people want when they're looking for their next position. So it used to be like, I want to get a good job and I want to make a lot of money. And now it's all about, I want work-life balance. I want to get culture. I want to work from home. I want to see my family. And so that's a real change. And in some ways it's made it a lot more challenging for me. I'm trying to help them navigate that, trying to help them get what they want and help them find a company that provides them with the type of culture that's going to support their values and what they want on a day-to-day basis. At Banowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. So people are looking to make more values aligned career decisions that are in line with spending time with family and doing the things that they say matter most to them. Absolutely. And it's a real difference now. And I feel like it's a challenge for uh, employers now um, to find candidates who are willing to work on site and also who are willing to do kind of those 60 hour and 70 hour weeks that they were requesting beforehand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Employees just are not feeling that anymore. Oh, wow. And so, you know, in terms of, you know, what's your recommendation for someone that is in that situation, they have a job that, or, or they're, they're looking, so let's say they have a job in that 60 to 70 hour a week time frame. Mm-hmm. They want to have better work-life balance, want to spend more time with family, and they come to you. Camille, I need your help trying to, you know, to help me find this situation. What, what advice would you give them? I think there's two things. So if they enjoy their job and they have good performance evaluations and they know that their company values them. They have a lot of power right now. So they can go to their employer and talk about, you know, how can I work from home? How can I do a job share? How can I, you know, get a raise, get a promotion, whatever it is that they're requesting, because they have a lot of power right now. If they're interested in actually leaving and maybe looking at something new, then my suggestion is, is to start to look at what transferable skills do they have? And then also just kind of make a wish list of what do they want to do when they grow up? Remember when we were young, you know, we wanted to be fired firemen and police officers. And I wanted to be the president of the United States and, um, and put like, look at that and see, you know, maybe you don't still want to do those same things, but what's along those lines and what transferable skills do you have to get that position? And it turns out you probably have those skills. And so it's all about repositioning yourself. You are a product, you are a product out there. So it's all about marketing yourself. So repositioning it. So how often have you had a favorite product that has changed over time? So when you think about an Amazon and how they started off, Amazon was selling books, the rare books and books to people who couldn't find anything. And look at Amazon now, that was repositioning. That's marketing. We're the same thing. We can do the same thing with our careers. So, you know, that's cool. You know, one of the things that I often tell clients and people is that you're in the market of representing the brand of you. You know, when you're at a job, when you're doing other things, you're still representing that brand of who you are and how you show up. Uh, for your day job, how you show up in the world, how you show up for your clients. That's all about marketing 
your brand. Um, and so it's interesting that you would would bring that up. And the same thing is that, hey, guys, if you're looking for something different, you have a current job or current situation, always remember that you're marketing the brand of you. There may be people that you've connected with over the years that you may need to reconnect with because they have a great experience of working with you. And that may be the thing or you're in to another company or another situation uh, to what you may be looking for. Absolutely. And I think that's where today the world that we live in is really helpful. The world is getting smaller. So we have tools like LinkedIn, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, ways to get back in touch with people and leverage those relationships and pick back up again from where we were before. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think about how we've been able to stay in touch, it's been through Facebook and through yeah. LinkedIn. And so and it feels like very little time uh, has passed with yeah. these new tools. And so, and I think people are scared to leverage these tools, scared to reach out. But if you remember throughout your life, how good it feels to help other people, other people want to help you. So ask for the help, ask for the support and, and you know what, and reciprocate it, pay it forward as well. No, that's great. I think service is a great uh, leadership and success principle. You know, one of the things that we talk about in the engineer your success podcast is being able to help people win at work and at home, you know, helping people achieve success, both in business and in life. And I think having that attitude of service is one of the things that sets you up for success. And so when you look at your career and you look at your progression and you look at the people that you may be coaching, are there some general success principles that you've come across or that you actually even employed yourself that you'd be willing to share with us? Um, Absolutely. So I think about the one thing that has made me most successful, which most people don't think about is self-awareness, having an understanding of who you are and what you bring to the table. And so um, are you the type of person who likes to collaborate? Are you the type of person who likes to present, who likes to problem solve? Or are you tactical and hands-on? And having that self-awareness has allowed me to navigate myself into different careers identify those transferable skills, and also give those sound bites to other people to say what to say about you. So I love that, you know, when you talk about me, you talk about how I was the smartest person in the class. And I'm like, absolutely. And I think the same thing about you. When I think about, you know, the top three or four students in the class, you know, it was you and me and a couple of other people and that was it. And so, you know, you're giving people sound bites. So again, that whole marketing. So if you have great self-awareness, you can give sound bites. And so then people start to talk about you and promote you when you're not in the room. And that's something that you, when you see really great leaders, you'll start to notice that people are promoting them when they're not in the room and you want to do that. So now if you do that whole Hamilton thing, you know, you want to be the person in the room. Well, sometimes you don't always have to be in the room where it's happening, but you need someone to be like, oh, well, where's James? James needs to be here. We had to be part of this team. So really getting people having self-awareness and getting people to advocate for you. I think that's what you see really great leaders do. And that's what I've tried to do over the course of my career. I often say that the greatest level of awareness is self-awareness and being aware of who we are, how we operate, uh, what we do. Kind of think that that level of awareness really helps to create clarity in what we're doing, where we're going and who we are. It's knowing who we are that really helps us shape what it is we want to do and where we want to be in the future. 
anything else? What are some some of the other things that you've picked up over the years? And so I think uh, beyond that, I think just kind of your basic skills. So your communication skills will be really helpful. You know, just being able to write well. I think as engineers, we kind of, you know, we always kind of like, oh, we don't have to write. I'm an engineer. And so, and I'll say that I'll be in a webinar and I can't spell something. I'm like, oh, I'm an engineer. But those communication skills are things that really set you apart. And yeah. so having strong communication skills, I think are really important. I think having really strong analytical skills. I remember, uh, I don't know if I was in an interview, I don't know what I was doing, but when somebody's like, do you still see yourself as an engineer? Uh, yes, yeah. hello. Um, I engineer all day long. And so I engineered as a marketer, I engineer as a career consultant. And so having those great analytical skills, I think are something that, you know, people think about them with spreadsheets, but you use your analytical skills in so many different ways. So I think having great analytical skills, communication skills, and then kind of leadership skills and leadership skills isn't always about leading from the front. And so, you know, you can lead in any aspect of a project or a program or an organization. And so really being able to step up when needed and then also knowing when to let others lead and really also learning how to harness other people's greatness. I think that that is, is part of the things that I've seen, not only for myself, but from in others as well. Oh, you are speaking my language now, you know, Camille, when you talk about, you know, basically using the power of influence and being able to understand even what we were talking about before uh, being self-aware being able to have your presence felt in the room when you're not in the room. Yes. Um, because people know who you are and what you bring. Um, and that's all a part of how you communicate and how you influence. And yes, we as engineers get a bad rap. Uh, we can't communicate. We, we can't, you know, talk. We can't do all of the, we can't present. Now, that's all baloney, all baloney. What, what I say is that engineers are really good communicators when they're communicating to other engineers. It's when we have to communicate things to people outside of our specialty where we kind of get stuck. Because in order to effectively communicate, you have to understand who you're, whom you're communicating to and be able to package the information in a way that that person can receive it and do something with it. We're so used to packaging the information from a design perspective or from an analytical perspective and just relying on the raw data to tell the story that we forget to actually tell the story. Data is just data until we transform it into useful information. No, absolutely. And so and I think in general, we get a bad rap. The one thing you'll notice, and, and I, I'm sure it hasn't changed, but when I was in school, in business school, one third of every business school class was engineers. And so, and, and, and we'd always be like, well, you don't seem like an engineer. You don't seem like an engineer. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We engineers are very different. So we're yes. not all like, you know, Howard on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Um, we have evolved. We have personalities. We like to have fun. And so I think, you know, I think anybody who goes to A&T for a weekend, would see that engineers are not exactly what you think they are. So. Yeah, and I use the tagline that engineers are people too. <laughs> you know, we are people too. That's right. We are people. Camille is a person. James, I am a person. And guess what? We're both engineers. And regardless of what we do in our profession, you know, whether it's career coaching, whether it's leadership coaching and business coaching, 
we're still engineers and we still use those same toolkits, this analytical thinking, being able to think strategically kind of overall, if you're managing a project, we use those same skills now in what we do every day. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Well, Camille, thank you for your time. I also want to ask you a few other questions. What about you? What can you share with our audience that would not show up on your bio that people would, they wouldn't see it, but would be very interesting to know. It's a really hard question. It's a great question, but it's a hard question. I think that people are most surprised about um, how fun and how engaging I am. I think you read my resume and you see a very serious person. And so people are always surprised at um, how I'm funny, but it's completely unintentional. I'm really engaging. I'm Even though I'm highly introverted, I'm also a great people person. And so I'm able to meet people where they are. And so very often, um, my friends will say that my greatest asset is my ability to be a friend. And that's the kind of thing that doesn't show up on my resume. Um, but I'm, I'm able to relate to people where they are and it's allowed me to be successful throughout my career. So I think that's what shows up that um, that's not on my resume. Okay. Well, Camille, thank you. And if the listeners wanted to reach out to you to find out more about your career coaching services or the other things that you have going on, what would be the best way for them to get in contact with you? Um, so actually through LinkedIn. So um, just find me on LinkedIn. So I'm connected to James and I'm also just Camille Walton. Now it turns out there's all thousands of Camille Waltons out there. I, I don't even have other friends named Camille because like there should only be just me in your life. You. <laughs> only Camille in your life. But there are literally hundreds and thousands of Camilles out, Camille Waltons out there. So I'm the one with the bright blue blazer on and A&T and Duke is um, proudly on my uh, LinkedIn. So that's the easiest way to find me. Or you can email me at Camille at CareerElixir.com and that's C-A-R-E-E-R-E-L-I-X-I-R. <laughs> Camille, thank you. And we'll include the link to your LinkedIn profile as well as your email in the show notes. Thank you again for joining on this interview. I'm absolutely sure that the listeners will get some great things uh, from this. And so thank you for your time. No, thank you, James. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.